welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Um, I feel like I have to say it's morning because we look so like cozy and tired. If you're watching this, <laughs> good fucking morning. Um, our- I completely forgot that you filmed this. Oh. And I was like, I can wear my sweats, no problem. I mean, I'm so happy. I literally was like, I, I, I always have to like dress according to like what the guest is. So I'm like, fuck, if someone who like dresses really cute, I have to dress really cute in this and morning. And you're like, no, it's Allison, no, no, I'll morning, be fine. I was just like, I don't give a shit what anyone's wearing. I don't care. I got a new sweatshirt and it is so fucking comfortable. I'm just wearing it. It's adorable. So you can imagine my excitement when I was like, oh my God, yes. She's wearing leggings. Uh, if you want to see, we're recording this on YouTube. And the she I'm talking about is Allison Raskin is back. Hello. Excited to have you back. I'm just honored to be back. You gave great advice last time. Wow. The people love you. Thank you. And I feel like I feel excited when uh, it's a guest that like has been on before and is also like good at giving advice because then I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to stress. (laughs) Well, I well, I have a similar show. So years of experience. Yeah. And me stealing. What did what 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 the international? No, I know. But what did I steal it for? For art when we do the international calls. Oh okay. Oh, I, you steal my song. Well, you, you knew steal. you I pointed told you it out last time. time. I, I stopped. Forgot. Look, I don't know what's happening, but I don't have a memory. It's okay. Same. Yeah. Same. I don't remember anything. The fact that I remember I've been on this podcast is pretty cool. It's okay. <laughs> I I literally will have people over here, and I'm like, you've been here before, and I don't tell them where anything is. Like, you know, I've never been here. Um. So yeah, this is an advice podcast. If you guys are new here, and if you want to be on an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six and international. Well, see, I I'm second. <laughs> guessing myself now because you're here i, I stopped i didn't you steal, stopped i stopped it. though yeah. you, didn't, you can keep doing no, it but no, no now you're here and like it's just too much pressure and international listeners you can give us uh an audio message don't you can just email it to us you don't just like immediately you can't physically give it to us uh and send an audio message to meganpodcast at gmail.com hey megan so i have a situation <laughs> there's this guy that i'm kind of into and he is apparently into me too, but hasn't said anything. We always joke around when we're together and he like introduces me as his wife, but like, hey, say something serious. And like, we'll literally get down on one knee and be like, will you marry me? <laughs> but it's always like joking. We're always just joking and playing around about it. But apparently he's serious, but hasn't like said anything to me that he's serious. We have a mutual friend that he talks to about this and he tells her like, oh, yeah, I think we could be really good together, but I don't want to do anything because I don't want to hurt her or mess up what we currently have. So if you could give me uh, some tips or advice on what I should do to fix the situation, see if it goes anywhere, that would be awesome. Love you. Bye. Wait, so you're not dating him? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's kind of dating him. It doesn't sound like she's dating him at all. <laughs> I'm confused. I think that he just flirts with her and then doesn't want to actually commit to anything is what I'm getting a sense of. Yeah. I, it makes me feel icky. Yeah. I mean, I think that there, unless there's like an obvious obstacle, like between you guys dating, like when Moss and I like were friends and we liked each other, we worked together, so we couldn't date. And he would refer to me like as a joke, like as his work wife, but not to like other people. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something a little odd about the fact that there isn't an obstacle. And it's like, oh, I don't want to hurt. Like, that's such a classic fuckboy line of being like, I don't want to hurt you. Like, I don't want, like, I'm just not at this place. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kind of thing. It does just kind of sound, I don't know, like he's, he's like flirting with you with no consequences or there is no commitment to it 
I almost feel, and maybe I just am so manipulative, I assume other people are too, that like <laughs> he is using the mutual friend. So knowing the mutual friend will say these things to the girl yeah. so that the girl can then be like, look, it's not a big deal. Let's uh, just see what happens. Like and if we get, get hurt, we get hurt. Like it's totally fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he's like in the clear. Yeah. So then when he like is inevitably being like deuces, it's like, well, I warned you. Exactly. <laughs> I, I It just reeks of immaturity to me. Yeah. And I've had... I had a guy that I was, like, friends with in college, and we used to sleep in the same bed almost every single night. Weird. And as I get old, I'm like, this is super... It's also like a twin bed? Sleep in a twin bed almost every single night, hang out all the time, would just, like, hold hands, like, would, like, gas me up all the time, like, oh, my God, you look so fucking hot. Like, all of that stuff. It would just make, like, very flirty comments, and all of our friends were like, ah. And then we had, like, kind of went on one date, but it was so clear that I was like, oh, no, this is, like, you don't actually like me like this is just like a flirtation fun did you thing like him doing. i mean to be no. honest he was really hot but i like personality wise not i love attention and like mm. there's something to be said about like when someone's like giving you so much that makes you feel like oh wow they really really like me like oh i kind of feel like i probably like you more too um but yeah it was just it was super odd and there wasn't anything to it i think in general if someone's gonna have like serious if someone has feelings for you they're probably going to act on it but in the way that like I think if he hadn't talked to your friend I would say maybe he's like trying to do it in a joking way and like you should bring it up seriously but saying that to your friend it is kind of like a oh this is covering my ass yeah if that that's the detail where I lost I lost hope in this situation yeah um I'm someone I don't like it if I don't like you and you give me attention it just makes me uncomfortable oh oh 100% like I know like like I know a lot of people like keep people like around how hot, it gets, what about how hot depending on what, how like attractive they are I don't. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. That just never happened to me. It so <laughs> it's okay. It was like one of like the five hot guys at my school. And I also look back on it now, and I'm like, do you forget when? It's not that I had camp goggles. I kind of had. Uh, it's just like the the kinds of people who I went to school with. So he's like covered in like really bad tattoos and like has like kind of an army like buzz cut. And I'm like now I'm like no, I don't find that attractive. But like college me was like yeah, give me oh, that. Yeah. Give me those really tight little jeans and your wife beater tank top. <laughs> Could it you was, wear his jeans? It was Riverside. No, he's got some thick thighs. <laughs> oh, he's got thick, thick neck, thick thighs. Thick Ooh. thighs save lives. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's very true. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think if I were you, I would just move on and date other people and do all that stuff. And I think also from there and you dating other people, you'll see. I don't know, it sounds bitchy. Like, how good of a friend he actually is. And, like, because if you're dating someone, they're probably not going to be comfortable with him doing this kind of stuff. And it might just be, like, a, he wants to know, like, you to know. I don't know. Like, that wants to be, like, oh, yeah, I could get it. I have a feeling that he's probably doing this to a lot of people. Mm. I wonder if there are other girls out here who would call in and say almost exactly the yeah, same thing. That's a good point. I just, like, I, I don't know. The older I get, the more I'm just about, like, directness. And, like, if someone likes you, you know that they like you. And, yeah. like, as whenever you're in, like, a confusion state, it's just not the best. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not fun. And it's not productive. And it, it then once you actually get together, it's not as interesting or as right. exciting. It's, like, the whole, like, oh, my God. Like, what's going to happen? Kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd say move on. And um, if you want to, you can sit him down and be, like, what's going on? Do you have actual feelings for me or not? And put him on the spot. And then just so that you can either say yes or no and you can, like, move forward. Mm-hmm. But I would not, like put him on a pedestal and romanticize the situation because I, I don't think that there's real substance there. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think your your first instinct is right. I think he's just trying to get into them panties and then 
be able to peace out whatever he wants. And or he just likes getting the attention from you and that's all he really wants. Yeah. Is he a Leo? Because if so, it's going to be that one. Totally. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> I know nothing about this. What's your sign again? <laughs> I'm a Gemini. Oh, okay. But apparently I'm more of a, what am I more of? A Capricorn? I wasn't there that day. Oh man, that was crazy. Before You're my more time. of a Capricorn? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <sighs> Melissa's is also my producer on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Everyone hates when we talk about zodiacs. Only some. Actually, we get calls of people telling us what like their sun and their moon is when they're giving us like when we're they're asking for advice, and I'm like, it's not related. No, no, no. They're like, and FYI, if you need this, like, I am like a Cancer sun and I am like a Scorpio moon. And I'm like, okay, for sure. But then people get mad. And they're like, here in the Midwest, we don't give a shit about zodiac. I'm like, okay. No, there's tons of yeah. psychics and stuff there yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a, a pet psychic on the podcast. I was there then. And it ends with the episode ends with like Melissa coming in to talk about the episode. And she just fucking hated this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like such disgust. And like, yeah, OK. Like, <laughs> That's on brand. This is amazing. I mean, Gabby and I were she was like, saying was just so. Why basic. would you want a pet yeah. psychic? Because uh, I wanted to know how my dog feels about me. Well, and apparently think- not great. <laughs> but like everything she said, you already knew it. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that my dog considered herself to be like my auntie. Yeah. <laughs> that was a twist. <laughs> what the? Why that relationship? I don't know. <laughs> Should we move on to the next one? Hi, Megan and Melissa, and possible guest. So I'm 24 years old, and recently moved in with my boyfriend. Um, which is going great. We're very happy. Uh, so we have also been dating for just over two years. So my topic that needs some advice on is how to start having better conversations and expressing my opinion with his family on certain topics without sounding like a complete and total bitch. Um, one of those main topics is the extreme guilt his parents are making him feel and myself on moving out. They believe that he should still be at home saving his money and, you know, sitting on his ass in a way. And they bring that up constantly. They've brought it up ever since, you know, almost six months ago when we started talking about moving in together, they've constantly just been guilt-tripping him that he shouldn't leave. And even now, whenever he goes and visits his parents, um, his mom starts bawling her eyes out, saying how he should just move back um, in with them and that everything's okay. Like, there's still space for him. There's no problem for him to move back in. And so... I'm starting to get a little agitated about that and want to know how to approach that next time that comes up when I'm around. Especially, like, I don't want to sound like a bitch or anything. Um, But also, like, I'm sorry. I also don't know how to not say that they just need to get over themselves and, like, your son moved out and he's happy. Deal with it. I don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know how to talk to talk to his parents or a lot of his family without getting really heated about it um so whatever advice you guys have for me that would be great um thank you and love listening to the show oh my god i relate to you so much i i i very much understand this point um do you have have you ever been in like where like issue with 
any significant other's parents or anyone? No, um, but I, you know, I've seen complicated relationships. I'm um, sorry, my stomach keeps rumbling, but uh, I am of a firm belief in this situation. It's not her responsibility. It's his responsibility. Yeah. Like she needs to tell him that he has to say something. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what I was going to say. You have to take a cue from him and what he wants. Like you're, you don't have, it's not your place to like tell his family off unless Mm -hmm. he says, Hey, can't like, this is what I would really like you to do. I'd like to have a conversation with them and you and feel free to like say what you want to say and then clear with him what's okay to say and what's not. Um, But I almost feel like it's something he's got to just like deal with on his own. Well, because I think it's a, I think it's the issue that his mom doesn't want him to grow up. And I think the big, he needs to prove to her like, no, I'm, I want to grow up. I am growing up and this is how I'm doing it is I'm going to tell you and be like, no, stop. And that I'm prioritizing my partner's feelings and like you are actively hurting my partner when you behave this way. And you're like, dismissing our life together and the fact that we live together it's not like i moved out and living alone yeah yeah and i i i I understand your feeling and getting really frustrated with it but it's yeah it's just not your place and as much as like i so there's so many times where i wish i could have been like in any like in any relationship like that where i'm like i want to fucking i want to say something like i got words to say what if you wanted to say no but just anything along the lines of like if if i like any guys that i've dated where like their moms have been uh Okay, I'm I what I'm not, I'm not even like generalizing that moms are like this. I'm saying in my experience, the guys I've dated, moms that are like highly, highly, highly involved. Like my high school boyfriend's mom, she would make him send pictures of where he was at all times of day, and like because she didn't want him to go do anything, and she was like so like he was not allowed to do anything. Like we were not like she didn't want me to come over for dinner. Like she thought I was a distraction, and I was like it's senior year. He's already gone into college. What am I a distraction from? Like he already aced his SATs. Like he's got scholarships to go to school. Swim team is done. Like what am I distracting him? from like there's this these grades don't count and it's that kind of stuff but it's like well it's not my place to say that and it can be super frustrating but I think also it probably feels um shitty for you on top of it is because if your boyfriend's not necessarily like if if it's not being squashed I'm if I were you I would then start feeling like well do you feel like that too is that the reason why you're not saying anything is like now it's like making me insecure about our relationship. Like, would you rather be living at home? But you're saying that you know that he's happy and all of that kind of stuff. And it's his responsibility to tell his parents that he's growing up and they need to deal with it. And it's really hard and to tell someone and and by hard to tell someone, you shouldn't tell someone unless you're like a mental health professional. Like you can't say like, FYI, your parents are manipulative and toxic. <laughs> like, and it could also be like a cultural thing too, because in yeah. some cultures they don't want their kids to move out until the, their kids are buying their own house. Yeah. Mm. and But I, I think the conversation he needs to have with them, or not even that, whatever, he needs to have a conversation with them. I think what you need to do in this situation is anytime someone brings it up, just like smile and nod and change the subject. And that, I think it's very clear that and fair that you wouldn't want to talk about it. And I think you have every right to like, obviously not be a bitch about it, which I understand is hard because it's hard for me sometimes too, just to be there like, oh, I really wish he lived at home and be like, oh, we really like, we, we really love our apartment. So tell me like, what's new in your life? And just, just totally like pivot and change the subject. And I think the more that you can do that, even if they find that bitchy, they can't like run and tell someone like, oh yeah, I was telling like, I'm like, I'm like Aunt Becky and I, oh, <laughs> dark <laughs> um, I, like, I i'm like, in jail i'm in jail and like i went and like in the go tells his mom like yeah i was trying to act, like i was telling her like how terrible it is that he's moved out and she just like kept changing the subject and like telling me that she loved my shirt like you know there's certain things that like on paper and like when people actually say it out loud you can they can get the point without you having to um 
kind of like be cold about it and just change the subject because there are some things that don't dignify a response and you don't have to, the, the more that you just avoid it, I think eventually they're going to stop talking about it and it might take them a little bit longer than six months to like get over this kind of a thing. Um, but See, to me, yeah. the bigger issue is what is the dynamic between where your boyfriend falls when treating how he treats you versus how he treats his family and what are his priorities and how, you know, like, because mm-hmm. if this is a serious relationship and you're potentially marrying into this family, like you want to establish now that like you and your partner are the team. Yeah. And so I think like you, the real conversation to be had, like I said, is with your boyfriend. Yeah. And no, like, yeah, you know, what, what is he willing, is he willing to stand up for you? Is he willing to put his foot down? Because if he is still in a place of like completely cowering or like giving in to his parents to the, you know, where he'll like let his mom cry for an hour to him about yeah. it, then he has some serious like growing up and to do and needs to gain some independence. And and that's more of my worry than the actual family. Yeah, because I think a serious relationship uh, that like is hopefully if you guys want to ending it like to end in marriage it becomes what used to be his family unit of like his mom, his dad, whoever raised him and like his like siblings and all of that stuff. Then it becomes you two are the unit. So when you go to his parents' house, you are the unit together. Mm-hmm. It's not you going into this other family unit that he's a part of. It's you got not you. Right. I don't want to say you guys against them, but as my therapist always says, like you need when you're like going approaching those situations, it's someone in your court. It's mm-hmm. like you're not playing. It's not one person playing singles and the other person that got like 15 people on their team. Right. Like it's that's not how it works. And he needs he needs to prioritize you. Like you said, I think that's like the biggest um, the biggest thing to have a conversation with him about. And then I think he should have then obviously have a conversation with his parents and it shouldn't be that part shouldn't be your problem right but i very much understand where you're coming from it's, yeah it sounds awful yeah <laughs> sounds, sounds <laughs> fun. Terrible to say. okay well best of luck we're, we're sending positive thoughts your way let's, i hope let's I hope, hope your boyfriend crying. steps up yeah put me in coach <laughs> hi so this has been on my mind for a while I don't know if it's, like, a big deal. So, anyways, I'll get back into it. Um, I was cleaning my boyfriend's bathroom, and... Oh, God. I found a condom. <laughs> like, it was already open, and it was on the floor. And he was like, this is why I don't want you to clean my bathroom, and blah, blah, blah. Like, he got really defensive, and I was like, are you cheating on me? Like, tell me right now. I need to know right fucking now. And then he he said that no, it's because I guess he has like a dildo or a butt plug he was telling me and I like he put it on his dildo and butt plug, which I don't have a problem with guys doing you know, ass play with them. I don't care about that. But it's just that my doing. boyfriend doesn't really like share that part of himself with me. So like I've never seen him do it and I've never seen the toy. And I'm just like, okay, I accepted the that excuse right then and there. But should I ask him to see his dildo or whatever toy he's talking about for like evidence so I know it's fucking real? You know what I mean? Or should I just, like, let it go because I've been with my boyfriend for, like, almost three years and, like, there's more ups than downs, you know what I mean? Anyways, let me know what the hell I should do about that one. Thanks, bye. Uh, Look, I'm fine with the dildo. I'm fine with the butt plugs. What I'm not fine with is the response, this is why I don't want you to clean my bathroom. 
Yeah. That's what is very yucky. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton of experience with um, butt plugs, but I've never heard of- You need to lie on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck no. I got IBS. I'm not familiar with any ass shit. Um, We should start an IBS podcast. Truly? Right? Yeah. Honestly, uh-huh. it's just a constant journey. It's- I threw up. I just like tried to eat a salad the other day and just immediately threw it oh, up. Me, me with red onions. I was like, red onions are fine. And then I was like, oh, no, it's not. My body is like immediately. Nope. Um, yeah, I, I, first of all, I've said this before on the podcast, but no matter how long you've been with someone, it's not like you haven't invested too much time mm-hmm. and it's not like, a, oh, well, there's more ups and downs. Um, and I have a big issue with, uh, like pro con lists in that kind of sense because it's like you're weighing things like oh well they're all these they're these way bigger ups and all this stuff but it's like if the ups are like oh like he like he's really nice to me like he always like like kisses me good morning and then like the downs are like well he cheats on me it's like well (laughs) that's actually like weighs a little bit heavier more um I don't think you necessarily need to ask to see the evidence like in order to like prove it or figure it out I mean my gut instinct is he cheated on you. Um, but was there cum in the condom? Because if he's doing it just on his butt plug, then it wouldn't oh. be any cum in it. How close uh, do you inspect that condom? That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Do you still have it? <laughs> you keep Detective Ellis is on the case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like... Okay, so there's two scenarios here. One, he cheated and made up this elaborate lie. So that sucks. And the other is that he's like keeping a huge part of himself and his sexuality from you and then is defensive when you try to to enter that part of his life. Yeah. So neither scenario is great. No, and I think both I think honestly I think both scenarios are useful but it's only the only way you can move through either of those is once you guys once you have all of the information and once like you are having open and honest conversations and I think you just need to like sit down with him and be like hey I we like really need to talk about this um a it really hurt for you to be super defensive mm-hmm. that didn't make me feel great and here I am like cleaning your bathroom and I find this which I have every right to like question you about and like be upset and your reaction when I'm upset should not to be not being getting upset at me it should be seeing right. like okay I understand why they you're upset about this totally. and like, let's talk about it and um because that's also just like it's just redirecting anger um and then you guys need to have a conversation and if it's i think he needs if it is the fact that it is like a toy and that's what it is i think he should hopefully be really forthcoming and show you it and all of that stuff but then i think if he's still sticking to that lie i think you say okay can i like can i see it like can i like and i think again it's a valid question. And if he wants to like, gaslight you and be like, no, my God, like, why are you trying to be like all up in my shit? It's like, well, there's a co- like, how am I like, obviously, I'm going to try and figure this out. And I think if he's embarrassed um, and I think there is something that like a lot of men feel like shame about like anal stuff when they if they're not identifying it, it's I think a lot of like straight men feel shame about that kind of stuff and they don't have to. But I think if that is the case, like it, I could see him being defensive about that. Mm-hmm. But then also if he's refusing to show that to you, I think you need to like be really like blunt with like, okay, did you cheat on me? Like, let's have this conversation. And I think we said before on the podcast, like, I don't think it's makes a relationship doomed. I think you can work through it, but the bigger issue is how he's going to 
treat you and if he actually wants to work through it or if he's just going to like lie and gaslight you and do all of this other stuff i think you need to both be super super honest because there's no way you're going to be able to work through this and even you saying like or should i just like drop it and like you're not going to be able to you're never going to be able to drop it at this point unless you figure out what it is that he's actually hiding and then you can work through it otherwise i think you're just going to end up like looking through his text messages and never trusting him and following and all of this other shit yeah like when you're choosing a life partner their personality matters a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. their demeanor and how they handle certain situations. And so if you sit him down and you were like, look, look at this situation from my perspective in your bathroom was a condom I know you didn't use with me. Like, can't you see why I'm worried? And if his reaction to that is, like you said, defensive gaslighting, like that's a personality trait that is not going to do you well for the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't you know, like regardless of whether or not he cheated, that reaction is very unhealthy and toxic. And if he can't recognize that, then I think that it's a, you got to reassess the relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, cause it's just like, that's, you just, you don't want to, you just don't want to have to deal with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Not, yeah. And if he, if it's a trait and a quality about him that I think a lot of people don't, the most, unless you're like a sociopath, you don't necessarily know that you're gaslighting. But if it gets to a point where like he has a breakthrough and it's like, oh, wow, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go to therapy and work through it. Like that's If he can recognize great. why that reaction wasn't okay. Yeah. Then like, that's a great sign. You guys can work on stuff. You can figure out what actually happened regardless. But like really look to how this person is responding to you and how they're treating you because you had every right to question that situation. Yeah. And I also just find like extreme defensiveness usually. Um, and when some yeah, when someone's being like extremely defensive and redirecting that anger towards you, it's because it's the thing that's worse, you know? Yeah, like you just don't, it's just life's too short to deal with that personality type forever. <laughs> yeah, and if he thought that, I get, and I even, I'm kind of going backtracking on what I even said about how uh, like some men might feel like embarrassed about this. If you also know that, and you have set that present in your relationship that you are like not judgmental and like mm-hmm. you're totally cool with that kind of, like it's not a weird thing. And you find the fact that he would be like so angry about and like defensive about that. And you're like, well, that like, why I wouldn't be angry. Like, you know me, you know, right. I wouldn't be angry. I think you also need to like put that in perspective and be like, oh, wow, this reaction might actually be because he did cheat. Um, and again, yeah, if he if he cheated and you guys want to work through it and not just you, if he actually wants to work through it and he like wants to do the hard work and like m- completely improve your relationship and how he treats you, then that's totally great. But at the same time, if he's not doing that, the amount of years you put in, it doesn't that that doesn't matter. It's not like, oh, okay, this, I guess, is what I have to deal with now. Like, this is who I've chosen. Um, because, yeah, there are great people who will move past. And like we said, it's not about the events that I think take that. I don't think it's about the events that take place. I think it's how you recover and change from right. them. And um, So, right. Yeah. So even if he cheated, I don't like that he's lying about it. Yeah. To yeah. me, that's like a bigger betrayal than potentially the actual mm-hmm. action. No, totally. But yikes. Um, yeah. Inspect that condom if you haven't already. And, uh, <laughs> let us know. Let us know what happens. And uh, we're sending you positive thoughts. And I hope it's. And definitely don't clean up after this asshole. Yeah. Until he, Good God. Right, until he writes things. Mm-hmm. Let him clean your bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And just leave like a bunch of. Just a I don't know. ton of diaphragms. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're sending you um, good luck and let us know how it goes. Uh, we're going to go on a quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. Own Iconic 
luxury items at unreal values with the real real the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers shop from designers like louis vuitton gucci rolex cartier and hundreds more at up to 90 percent off retail shop and consign women and men's luxury fashion as well as fine jewelry watches art and home every item is 100 expert authenticated shop online or visit one of their original stores in soho or west hollywood or their newest location at 870 Madison Avenue in New York. Check out their selection of jewelry, streetwear, sneakers for men and more. They even have iPads in store that you can use to look up any designer or product and a stylist will then bring it to you to touch, inspect and try on. In-store customers also receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. And if you're a consigner, don't forget to try out the Real Real's white glove service for free in-home pickup today. You guys know I'm a huge fan of the Real Real. It's one of my favorite, like, let me just like let me sign in. Let me swipe. Let me let me let me see what's here. How how let me let me see what's cute. Um, and I right now have my eye on um. I want like a scarf, like a hair scarf. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those silky ones. Got it. There's some really cute ones. I just like want to live my like old lady life. Got it. And like, like tied around my head like with sunglasses say, on. Like you're riding in convertible. Yeah. You should hop in my cart with me and we can do. Oh that. my god, we would look so cute. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna make a card about that and sell that at stores. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know they're coming for our mm-hmm. brand. Shop in-store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's the realreal.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items. Okay, guys, we are back from our break, and we are going to get into the rest of the calls. I have this issue that I've been having. I graduated college like a year ago, and um, I only slept with one person in college, and I slept with like a handful of people now, and I keep running into this issue where... The idea of sex is fine. Like, I get horny. I masturbate. I watch porn. I talk, like, with my girlfriends about it. Like, I'm very comfortable in that. But then when it's happening, I kind of, like, take a passenger seat to the situation. Like, I kind of just do whatever they want to do. And I usually don't orgasm, but I pretend like I do, which I know is bad. But I'm, like, a real people pleaser, so it's hard for me to like make someone feel bad in the moment, even though they don't really care about me that much. Um, but just like some background, um, I wore a purity ring in high school, not because I was super religious, but because I watched porn at a super young age and was really guilty about it. So I was like, I'll do this for you, God. And then when I had my first boyfriend, like sophomore year of college, I was like, actually, I don't know about that. Um, but then like, Two or three boyfriends later, I lost my virginity, but, like, we weren't in a relationship when I lost my virginity. I was just kind of, like, ready to do it, so I did it, and that was fine, Um, and then we dated for, like, two years, and in that relationship, like, I didn't really feel comfortable doing new things, even though, like, he really wanted to, and I don't know if it was, like, the difference in experience or not, but, like, that kind of pattern has like continued now that I'm out of that relationship and out of college and like all these people that I'm sleeping with are people that I don't know very well. Um, I've only been on like two or three dates with them, which could be a contributing factor, but I also couldn't or wasn't comfortable doing it in like a relationship with the person I loved. So I'm just like, I don't know how to get more comfortable with it or like how to talk about it. Um, so any advice you could give, um, I do go to therapy with my therapist as a man, and I'm, like, kind of uncomfortable talking about it with him, but maybe, like, I should, because maybe that's the point. So, I don't know. Any advice you could give, that would be great. Thanks. 
Get a new therapist. <laughs> you have to feel comfortable talking to your therapist about everything. everything. And it, um, I like I would never have a male therapist, so I totally get that. But I think it would really behoove you to to start with someone who you feel like you can talk through because this is a big thing that you you do you do need to unpack yeah. with the help of a professional. No, yeah, I I I very much agree, and I think like again, I'm not knocking like male gynecologists or male therapists or anything like that. It's not about like anyone's gender it's about what do you feel who do you feel like you're going to be mm-hmm. the most honest and comfortable with i try to interact with as few men as possible yeah i mean <laughs> it's yeah i mean i don't i i i don't disagree um <laughs> but yeah i think they're probably i think a talking to your therapist a therapist about this could be like really helpful i'm sure that a ba- there is a part of it that is like some guilt induced thing i don't have a ton of experience with like religious like guilt with sex but i also think that there is um there's just as much as you've had sex you had your boyfriend that you had sex with and didn't feel necessarily comfortable talking about like what you wanted and uh what you like and all of that stuff and then it's like one not one night stand, but guys that you don't know as well i honestly think that this sounds like pretty much every girl i've ever known <laughs> like i like I never really I think there was a couple things that like I would like say what I wanted, but kind of like in like, oh, like, but, like oh, whatever kind of, kind of way with like guys that I've dated before I was in like a way longer, way more serious relationship just because I felt more comfortable. And I think there's something about um, I mean, there's not a lot of talk about like, oh, like women liking sex, like women actually enjoy this, too. And these are the things that like get women off. It's not about like achieving the female orgasm it's so much more about the man and so i think that if you're not in a space of um with guys if they're not asking you what you're into or what you like it can be kind of like well i don't want to speak up and say anything because like i don't like that kind of a thing um but i would say if you're going on a date with someone and you'd like you've only known them for like a couple dates and you're like well i want to sleep with them I said, like, why just fucking say what you're into, say what you want, like, try it out and see what happens from there. But also, if you're dating people who if you're not getting if you're not finishing are I'm curious, are they going down on you? Is that something that you enjoy is do you usually find that when you're like masturbating? Like, are you like more like clitoral stimulation? Are you more like penetrative and like all of that stuff? Because if a guy if I was hooking up with a guy and he didn't go down on me and like that was it I probably wouldn't feel comfortable asking for what I wanted because I'd be like well you clearly don't care like (laughs) you're clearly like you're here for you you're not here for me it's like I've that meme where it's like a girl gives a guy a hand job and he's like yeah how was that for you and you're like (laughs) what it's like oh did you finish and you're like no um so I think that yeah I I think you being with people who make you feel I don't know who make you feel like they care about your enjoyment of it will also do you know what I mean because like why are you lying I mean I get why you're lying but I think that um a thing that you learn about yourself as you get older is what kind of sex makes you feel comfortable yeah and so for a lot of people they can have sex after two dates and it's not a big deal but you might be someone where you need to feel emotionally safe to enjoy the experience so I would for now while you're looking for your new therapist and working to unpack that <laughs> I would make a rule sort of where you're not going to have sex with someone until you feel safe. And what does safe mean to you? Like for me, that means like um, 
a committed monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Like it might mean something different for you, but trying to sit down with yourself and figure out what that is. Um, Because I think that, I think you might end up kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you continue to have unsatisfactory sexual experiences, because then it becomes a bigger and bigger deal in your head. Mm -hmm. Where if instead, like right now, you kind of like take a step back and you wait until you meet someone who you think, hey, I might be comfortable enough to talk to this person about this. Yeah. Um, then I think you can kind of change how you view it because I know sex can cause so much anxiety for people and can become a really deep-seated issue and, and you're still really young and, you know, you haven't had that many partners. So I really think that I would be – I'd I'd be protective of yourself and of your body and, and wait until you're with someone where you think like, hmm – this is someone I could maybe talk to. And then when that's happening, it's not com- a comfortable conversation necessarily, but it's a, you know, it's behavioral therapy, it's exposure therapy, like kind of forcing yourself to have that conversation when you do end up meeting that person and getting to that point with them. Yeah. And we've talked about it before in like the, I think there's something that uh, is actually sexy, but also an easier way to ease into that conversation is like flirty sexting with someone and to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, what do you like? And starting that, like, what do you like kind of a thing? Um, Because I, I think even also if you're not, if you've only like, if you've only come when it masturbating, like, or watching porn or things like that. It's also it's very different getting when you're getting yourself off versus mm-hmm. with a partner. So if you've never gotten there with a partner, you may it, not know what you like. No. And that's totally fine. And you can say that. Yeah. And I said before, like I I had gotten close to like coming with different guys. But like Mott's is the old like Mott, he literally wears it like a badge on his chest where he's like, I am the I am the one man. <laughs> but even with that, like I then felt so much more comfortable in our relationship because it was so clear that he was like, no, this isn't just like this isn't just about me. Like, I really want you to get there I really want you to enjoy yourself and then it's like oh okay now in relationship to like being with another person what is it that I like that they do but if they're not doing anything for you it can be hard to just be like hey can you do like this is what because you also at the same time you're trying to ask for something but you don't even necessarily know what you're asking for you just know that like hey I would like if there were some more care and like compassion taken towards me enjoying this experience and not just you and maybe that is waiting a little bit longer when it is someone that you are also just more into. And then also I think there's like building that anticipation of someone that you're like not looking at and being like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, I could fuck you. It could be like, I need to rip your clothes off right now. I am like so fucking horny. I really, really, really want you. And then maybe from there you'll feel like that's like sexy and empowering and makes you feel, um, I don't know, like more, like you feel more desired when you can kind of like wait that process out. And then, yeah, I think that there's just, you just need to, you it, it sucks especially when you're young that like some guys are just the like it's just like the worst it's a hit it and quit it mentality um but maybe the first step is uh maybe the first step is just next time you just don't fake it and then you see what that reaction is and maybe you don't fake it and they're like did you finish and you're like oh no and they're like oh if they're like damn man that sucks and then like they're done then it's like okay cool this is not a great guy but if it's like oh i'm like well, what is it that you're like let me go down on you. Like, let me like, let's do like do anything like that. I think that could be a good exercise. That's not necessarily asking for what you want outright, but it's just not accepting what they're giving you and saying like, yeah, you're doing a great job because also no guys ever learn from that at all. Yeah. And I mean, I think that again, like you kind of probably need to be a little further along in your relationship with someone for them to like really 
you want to be with someone I think who cares about you on an emotional level. I think that that'll be a more yeah. rewarding experience for you. And the fact that you said you had this boyfriend, but it didn't sound like it was the best relationship. And the other thing that you could potentially do is bring in to the bedroom with your partner what you do alone. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. bring and have that be part of of the experience because you know that that works for you, and you can kind of show them that, and and that can maybe like make you feel more comfortable and yeah they can pick up tips. <laughs> but I, I, I really understand that anxiety and fear when it comes to sex. Like, I didn't say what I wanted or anything like that. And I'm just going to tell you nothing bad's going to happen. Like it's, it seems so scary and mm-hmm. it seems like whether it's like a slut shaming thing and I didn't grow up religious, so I didn't have any guilt there, but I think it just wasn't a lot of women talking about what they wanted sex wise. And I hadn't been with guys who really cared to ask me. And then finally, when I started saying what I was into and like what I liked and what I wanted, nothing bad happened. Those things I wanted just happened. <laughs> and like, there is, there was no judgment. There was no shit. And I even think about it now. It's not I like love I love Moss, but like it's not that he's so special that like, oh, wow, every other guy would have had an adverse reaction. It was like when I started like opening up and talking to him about stuff, I was like and I like started with other guys that I dated. Um, I was just kind of like, oh, wow, I could have been doing this so long ago. Like this is like it's it's like an exciting like, oh, fuck. Yeah, this is what you. OK, cool. Homework. Like I got this. And even if they haven't been super considered about the partners that they've slept with before, the first time that like they will make if they've never made a girl like actually come before and every girl's been faking the first time they make a girl like actually come they'll be like i am king of the fucking world like this is what i want to do now and so i think that there's um a level of inexperience that it makes sense to be nervous but i think also knowing that the p- people that you're sleeping with are probably also in experience so it's just this combination of no one really like knowing to ask and then being like this is what i need and all of that stuff but it'll i promise you it will get better you just have to you just have to like go for it and then realize it's yeah, I, I definitely regret not like being more like open and forthcoming with our better other relationships because I was like, oh, wow, could have. And I was telling us, I'm like, wish I could masturbate when I was younger. I was like, oh, this could have been so much like more fun. I wasted so many years of sex. You're still very young. You have a lot of yeah. sex ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. But I did. I don't know. I just wasted years of sex and so many. I mean, yeah, majority of my number being like, well, OK, fine. This was fine, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I found an article from a psychotherapist specializing in sexual disorders. And she says a lot of the same things that you guys were saying and like talk to him let them know your expectations for both of you and let them know that you're thoroughly enjoying sex with or without an orgasm and like eliminating anxiety and changing your focus to being more relaxed. Um, but I'll link the article in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's an easy thing to also, you know, if your sexual experience has always included porn, you know, that's an easy thing to bring into mm-hmm. the bedroom to do together. And that might be a, a, a gateway yeah step yeah um but also i i'm getting the sense to me that you probably do need more of an emotional connection and that's totally fine and valid yeah i think you've to, you've to feel comfortable around somebody or don't have to but i think it, it maybe you need to feel comfortable around somebody in general before you feel comfortable naked mm-hmm. which is like even more of a tend to feel or like talking, feeling talking about something that's really tough for you to talk about why yeah. would you be able to talk about that with someone you've met twice yeah 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 so try it out let us know how it goes. I hope I hope you get I hope you get like one of those guys that's just like this is all like in that episode of Sex in the City where the guy is like so great at going down on girl. That's what I hope you get. So badly. We wish that for you. Yeah. We wish good wet sex for you is our mm-hmm. new motto. <laughs> yes. Nice good wet sex. So, best of luck. Hope you hope you come and come back. Call us back. <laughs> Should we go on to the next call? Yep, the mm-hmm. next call. 
Hey, Megan and Melissa and Beth. Um, so, <clears throat> I have been with my boyfriend for about eight months now. We live together. I love him so absolutely much. Like, he is my absolute best friend. Um, but we have this weird, I don't know if it was weird for him, but it's really weird for me. Um, so, it was actually on our anniversary. Um, we got high. You know, a normal thing, weed is a big part of our relationship. Um, I love it. I love having that, like, connection with him. But um, we got high, and then it was, like, late at night, and we went and we had sex. But the whole time we were kind of, like, having sex, I was having this weird, like, outer body experience where I was, like, looking at, like, us having sex. And it didn't even feel like I was there. Like, it was my body that was I was happening to. Um, and then, like, I was just, like, so, so turned off. And that's never happened before because, like, we've had crazy, amazing sex. He's been, like, the best partner I've ever had. And I'm just, like, I don't know if I'm confused, but I've just been really off, like, the last few days. And I don't really know what to do. Um I don't know. I like, I love him. And he's just been, I don't know. It's just been this weird, big, just not knowing what I'm feeling. And like, I feel like I can't really talk about some stuff. Um, he actually just got a new car and we did it like with my mom and stuff like that. And I'm in like desperate need of a car. Um, but, like, he had his car paid off already, and he was just getting it just to get it, pretty much. And I was just like, well, damn, like, I wish that was me. Um, but, like, I also didn't want to be selfish and, like, ruin his day. So it was all fun, and I love that he's so happy. He got his dream car. It's, like, it's amazing. But I've just been feeling, like, really, really off lately. And I don't know what to do. And I'm running out of time. So, yeah. Please give me any Why advice. Why are you running out of time? Oh, they only have three minutes. Or oh, I thought she was something. like, in, I yeah. kind of made this Thank decision. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Uh, oh my gosh. I'm literally just laughing. Are you saying that? <laughs> she was like, it's do or die. <laughs> They're coming for me. Oh God. Wow. I'm... I'm really, I just, I'm curious where the car part comes in. Because she's feeling jealous. off that she should have been happy for her boyfriend. You're allowed to feel jealous of anyone at any time. Um, I think she's thinking it because of her out of body yeah. experience you, was it with weed? sex. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I mean, the only time I've ever gotten that high is when it was like laced with something and I found out later. Oh no, what was it laced with? Um, I don't know, some hallucinogen. Oh my God. Thing. Yeah, it was not a good time. That Yikes. also ruined my experience and I thought I was like, I just can't do weed anymore. Um, and then you I couldn't, found, you can't do weed anymore? I can't, no, I can't do weed anymore. No, but then I was like, figured out that it was laced with something and then I was like, okay, well now it, I still can't like fuck with like anything because it'll just make me too anxious because I'm anxious it's going to happen again. Oh. And then I'll feel like I'm dying. Um, I I think a scary thing that happens in relationships is that there's different um, phases. And so there'll be phases where you like each other the same amount, phases where he likes you more, phases where you like him more. And that first time where you get the phase where you like 
it seems like he likes you more can be like very unsettling and oh, you that's can that's my favorite phase <laughs> no but i i know i fully i know exactly you know you're what right. I mean? you're totally and you're right. like oh no what's going on like i'm so used to being completely enamored with this person mm-hmm. um but in a long-term relationship it's just not realistic Mm -hmm. and so i think you have to take the pressure off of yourself and just recognize that like these phases happen and just sort of like take the pressure off and then see how you feel in a week or two and if in a week or two your body is still like i'm not happy i'm not happy then like explore it yeah but it's you know you're gonna have off moments and you're gonna not always feel 100 percent, and that's okay that's what a relationship is yeah no i think i think that's totally spot on um, and I mean, I think in general, that seems like a terrible, like out of body experience. Cause I've never filmed myself having sex, but from everyone I know who has, they said it was the worst decision they've ever made because it is the least sexy. I disagree. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I think because I love attention. So I would feel we'll like. We'll have to talk more about that later, Melissa. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, this, this makes my, like every person I've ever talked to is like, no God. Cause I'm like, it just makes it so unsexy. Before. Yeah. Oh my God. See, is that I've, your favorite thing to do? <laughs> I wouldn't say favorite, but I enjoy See, it. I <laughs> um, but I, I think like there can be like I mean, yeah, I get getting like too high in a sense that like you kind of like you get like uh, to the thing of what you're doing and you're being like, oh my god, he, there's a pe- this is what and like sex can be very unsexy. Like it can be super super unsexy. Also, especially when you've been together for a long time and you do take off those like rose colored glasses. Like there can be like you can queef. It can be funny. Like sex doesn't always have to be this like sensual, super crazy romantic thing. It can be like a horny, quick, like funny thing too. Um, but I think. Yeah, I think if this is carrying on over, I think, yeah, you have to kind of look at it. Imagine if you had this as like a dream as opposed to like, think, don't think about it as like a conscious thought that you had. Think about it like a dream. If I get mad at Mots in my dream, the whole next day, I fucking pissed at him. And he'll be like, why are you mad? I'm like, he's some fucked up shit in my dream. And I'll be mad for probably like two days. <clears throat> what a lucky guy. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's having so much fun. Um, but then it'll go away. And I think you need to look at it in that sense of being like, okay, this is a dream you had. Dreams aren't always real. It's not exactly how you feel all the time. But if that dream kind of like planted a seed in your head and then you're like, oh, okay, this isn't getting better. I still do feel weird. I still don't have like I don't have these like feelings for you. And like I just see you as my best friend and I really love you, but I'm no longer like sexually attracted to you. And that's what I want in a relationship. Then that might be it. Um, and I, yeah, I'll say eight months is like a good amount of time to be with somebody, but someone can also, you can love someone and they can be your best friend and it can go from a sexual relationship to then not being so much into it. But I think you need to like, get, like, don't stress about those feelings. Like you said, like, don't get too anxious about them. Don't stress about them. Just like leave them there. And then in a couple weeks, if that's still like there, I think it is something that then you should address and it's figuring out like, oh, am I still sexually attracted to my partner because i've had i that's like minus the high part so i'm saying this like treat this like a dream because i don't want to compare it to like how i am but this would be a conscious thought for me is that like i would be like i would literally wake up next to someone and be like wow i fucking hate you like i am not like i don't want you to touch me with a 10-foot pole and like yesterday i was hella down to sleep with you and i do not want you to like not into it and then that for me would be like okay i'm done like i don't like you like that anymore but i think you just need to like yeah don't stress yourself out so much because 
Yeah, it could be. It could. It could just be like a phase in your also, life. Also, you were high, so I, you know, I would take the meaning out of that specific experience because you were not sober. Yeah, it's like a dream. Like yeah, it's like an unconscious, subconscious thing. So you know, like give give you don't put weight on what you're feeling, and then see how you feel in a little bit. Um, but also feelings change, and there's and that's okay. And I know it feels scary, but just. My sense is that it's probably just you had a bad trip and now it's just you're wigging out over it. Yeah, <laughs> you it's, know? Like, and, it's, it's like true. eating it's like eating some food and then getting food poisoning, not from that thing. And then you're like, I can never eat. Yeah, I can't ever eat three musketeers bars again. So but really, I, they're not bad. Right. I would separate how how that experience from your actual relationship and yeah. kind of chalk it more up to like a, a bad trip. Yeah. So have some like really hot, great sex. So then that's like the last most recent taste in your mouth. You but know? don't feel like you have to force that, you know, no. like you can wait until you're ready to do that. Yeah. Um. Because I think if you get into a habit of having sex when you don't want to have sex because you feel like you should, then it will just sort of snowball from there. Mm-hmm. So really like listen to your body and maybe don't do it until you feel like you actually want to. Yeah. And if you feel comfortable talking to him about it, you can also talk to him about like, hey, that was weird. Maybe don't have high sex for a while. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that can also be. Yeah, I used to hear sirens every time I smoked weed. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking terrible. It was a crazy. I'm done. Everything you say, I'm like, whoa. Was it <laughs> like you would smoke so much when you were younger and you were afraid the cops yeah. were coming? Yeah. Got it. All the time. All the fucking time. Hot box cars and just be like. They're coming. And also, like, I think about it in the sense that, like, back then, everyone's like, no, they're not. And now I think I was like, well, they definitely could have been because it's literally just a car parked in a driveway filled with smoke. Like, mm-hmm. of course, like, this is, it, like, we were like, no, no, they have no idea. And I was like, are you sure? And I'm like, they no, might they have had an know. idea, but might not have cared because they yeah. had other things to do. They also weren't near me. The cops were nowhere to be, nowhere near me, but I was still convinced. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is it time for Don't Blame Them? It is. Okay. So this is where uh, a listener calls in with their own personal advice from a previous episode from a different call that we've had. So oh. if maybe they have out-of-body sexual, um, out-of-body sexual, <laughs> high sexual experiences. But I mean, not obviously not because that was this episode. But what do we have? So we have this original call was from the last episode we had with Kelsey Dara. And um, the caller that called in was in a online BDSM <gasps> relationship. Yes. And so um, they wanted to know if they should meet up. They were like falling in love with the person they were in the relationship with and they wanted to like meet up with them. And so this is someone calling in with some similar experience. Mm-hmm. And they're also from Australia. Like the, the maybe, person. Maybe it's the person. <laughs> maybe yeah. Can you not? I would love yeah. if that happened. And they're time. like, yes, meet me. Yeah. <laughs> or no, I have a wife and kids. <laughs> hey, Megan. I'm from Australia and just saw the BDSM online relationship podcast. And being in a, a BDSM relationship myself, I know a few things about it. There are some dom-sub relationships where the dom does prefer to to remain anonymous and there are some doms that prefer that because they have multiple submissives and don't want other submissives finding out about it. But I definitely think that they should talk to their dom from Australia about whether that's the kind of relationship they're looking for, whether it is something that is purely sexual and not meant to have a full relationship, like an emotional attachment. And 
to make sure that the, if their dom does want to remain anonymous, that they do respect their boundaries. Yeah. Bye. Good. Yeah. That that sounds legit to me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I have no. I I have no personal experience with these relationships except for that time that I saw um, Fifty Shades Grey in the theater. Oh, I saw the first one. It was so boring. Yeah, she was actually quite likable, though. To yeah, come. she was great. I was, mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, girl, good. You're carrying this, you know. <laughs> like, you're making this funny, like, lighthearted." My entire hobby for 2015 was just looking up how much the two of them hated each other in real oh, life. It, That's all I would do. Yeah, I yeah. just Google photos of them looking so miserable. <laughs> I would hate. I would, but I, I get it. I would hate that. I would hate him too if I was in that movie. Oh, if I no, the issue was that they both took these roles but hating bdsm and thinking it's a bad thing and like feeling shame about it oh wow. so like they should not have been part of this movie yeah weird and it made them like that. really uncomfortable oh well yeah i could see that I but mean, then don't take the fucking role yeah but i mean especially so much money so many movies right exactly did you ever read those books i read the first one and then like part of the second one and i just i was so disappointed same yeah i was, was poorly written and mm-hmm. also, like, as someone who read a bunch of, like, fucking nasty fanfic as a kid, I was like, this shit is lame. Like, I was expecting <laughs> so much more. and But I did love the era of when it came out and you couldn't go on a plane without seeing, like, yeah. a, like an elderly woman with, like, the book being like... <laughs> I loved that. That was a good time. You know what I love? Um, seeing adults eating ice cream. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. Why? So vanilla. Like, like, yeah, but like it's just so cute. Like just that, on like, a cone? A, yeah, just like on a cone or just like by themselves, just like treating themselves. That is really cute. And the older, the better. That's my yeah. that's my hobby. Oh, I like that. Um, well, that's it for our episode, guys. <laughs> um, Allison, plug your shit. Oh, um, if you liked my voice <laughs> or just my general vibe, I also have a podcast called Just Between Us, um, where we give advice. We talk to different experts in different fields and discuss random topics. There's some game. There's a game show element. Mm-hmm. Um, very exciting. So check that out anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Says our producer. (laughs) (laughs) She keeps us humble. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And if you guys want to be on an upcoming episode of Don't Blame Me, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And to international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at don'tblammeanpod. And uh, our socials will be listed down below. And then, um, yeah, go subscribe on um, iTunes and all of that stuff. And then we've got the video version on YouTube if you want to see us in our cute sweatpants. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. The Real Real is the leading reseller of 100% expert authenticated luxury consignment. Visit one of their stores in West Hollywood, Soho, or Manhattan Avenue in New York. In-store new customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. If you're a consigner, try their white glove service for free in-home pickup. Shop in-store on the app or go to therealreal.com and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso, part of the HerPod Network.